What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. All college football, which is weird. What's What's up, ZG? How are you? What's up, man? It's uh, it's a great day to do a podcast. It is. It is a great day to do a podcast, as always. So, I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, which game do you want to start with first from from this last week? Um. Well, I think um, the big um, news story uh, from my neck of the woods is the Indiana Hoosiers beating Michigan. Um, there's two. T- there's two sides of this, right? Like you have this this program in Indiana that's been very. Um, you've seen it build up Close. to what? Yeah, you've seen it build up. You've seen what they. Uh, the direction they're heading, and it's exciting for the Big Ten. And then on the other hand, you have a Michigan team where it seems like the wheels have fallen off. Um, and yep, they lost thirty-eight to twenty-one um, on the road to Indiana, which is not something that, um, if I'm a Michigan fan, that I am too thrilled about. Um, losing in general, but losing to IU uh, the way they lost and the whole season they've had, you know. So I think that's where we start. I don't know where to start yeah. because that program is in shambles. Well, I, I I have a question for you. How old are you? I'm 24. So, when when's your birthday? August 10th. So this would have been the first time since you were like a few months old that Indiana beat Michigan in, in your lifetime. Yeah, it's, it's first time in 24 years. Yeah, which yeah. is terrible. Like especially after the way that they got beat by, by Michigan State, and the Michigan State got beat forty-two to seven by Iowa. Yeah, and it, it's weird too because I even have seen like the worst of the worst. I feel like with like Brady Hoke and and those and Rich Rodriguez. Like I still feel like I've seen the yeah. worst of the worst. And at least they found a way to beat Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. But, so, but but let's 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 not do that. Let's not do that. Let's give Indiana its credit. I don't want to. Yeah, they're I don't good wanna, this year, man. I don't like, they've, they've, played, it. they've looked good. They are they are yeah. Ohio State light. Um, I love that that I have coined that phrase. They are they are literally run their program like Ohio State. They they recruit like Ohio State. You, obviously, you know what I mean by that. Like they aren't getting. Yeah 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 yeah. But they recruit the same same, type of s- same idea. Yeah same, same, same idea. idea. Yeah. Um, they, it seems like they have the quarterback now, Michael Penix Jr. I've heard a lot of him, about him for like a couple years now. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not on this individual loss to me isn't isn't like an indictment of Harbaugh or Michigan, but it's like we've been saying, like it's just building and it's piling up, and there he's running out of room. Like all the leash that he, he is. had is running very very short. They're gonna lose four games this year at a minimum. At a minimum, so they, they've Thank already you. lost two. They they they've already lost two. They got Wisconsin this week. They're they're not beating them, and then they have Ohio State at the end of the year. <laughs> they're losing at least four games, which you know they're playing eight games. So I mean, at best they're going to go five hundred. Now the only saving grace here is the fact that you can pin it on it being a quote unquote COVID season. And I know there's a team down yeah, south but... doing that right now. What do you mean? LSU's, like, LSU's uh, doing it on? the same thing. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like they're here. Here's my thing. So we we can talk about LSU. I've I've kind of been wanting to talk about them. So first of all, okay, I, I like Coach O. I, I think you know, the players like Coach O, but the problem is, like you know, we we talked about it last week. You know, you have to be able to, to recruit, and that's like the number one thing. But at the same time, if you don't, it feels like Coach O just doesn't know any X's and O's, which obviously, <laughs> like I'm sure he does. 
I, I'm sure he does. But he, both of his coordinators left, and now they're not very good. Yeah. I, I have always thought um, there's those – I always thought there's coaches like that out there that just so heavily rely on their coordinators to for the on-field stuff. And you know who is kind of like that, like towards the end of their career? And I don't know why I'm throwing this in there. I just I just reminded me of Urban Meyer late in his Ohio State tenure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like these these. I feel like these older coaches that have had success in like the early two thousands, coming up to the two thousand tens. They, they're they're not quick to to adjust. You know, like so they're not. So they were. Saban they, was. Well, yeah, I mean, Saban's. A he's goat. he's about the only one. Saban's a goat. Like you're, and even then, yeah. even then, if you look at his coaching tree, he makes unbelievable hires. Like it's not like yes, he does. But but the thing is is like those those guys are uh, I've seen this more and more in big time college football. It's like if you have an older head coach, they're more of a CEO. They they oversee yep. operations and procedures. But when it comes to the on field stuff, uh, especially with play calling and schemes and stuff, they might have some say. And I'm sure we're we're totally undercrediting Coach O's value like knowledge of football. I'm, I'm sure. Sh- we, oh yeah. But, we probably are. But, but we're gonna have some very upset LSU fans. But no, no, no. But like, let's to us. make let's let's talk relatively here. Like, uh, like we're ta- we're not talking like the, he doesn't know anything about football. Like you could put me or you. Yeah, or, yeah. We're just saying when it comes to to high quality, high level SEC football, he might not know uh, as much as like Joe Brady did. You know, when he was there and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And Joe Brady was such a good offensive mind. Like you knew that it was going to be a downgrade, whoever they hired. I mean, he's going to be an NFL head coach, probably if not next year, the year after, or he's going yeah, to be a big time college coach somewhere, <clears throat> Michigan. Yep. <laughs> oh, you like him to go to Michigan? Yep. Okay, I've I did not think of him. I've got I've got three other names though. If we want to go back to Michigan, we can talk about. Who all they could hire? Yeah, so I mean, the overlying thing for all of this when we started with Michigan, it's like, it's like where where do you go, and, and what do you what are your excuses? What do you blame? This is the PR per- portion of overtime takes. We're trying to we're trying to get <laughs> the best press for these programs that are that are sucking during the COVID year, and we are looking at all excuses as to why they are bad instead of just calling them bad. Yeah. So here's my thing. So, like, the COVID thing, sure, you can blame it on that. You can do that all you want. It's a very fair excuse, right? But at the end of the day, there's this brand-new head coaching hire in, in the SEC. His name's Sam Pittman, and he has way less talent than, than Michigan does, than, than Coach Harbaugh does up at Michigan. Top to bottom, probably a tougher conference, especially this year, because I think even you would agree, like, all, all, all the conferences are down. Except outside of those like top tier teams, but like when you look at you know Arkansas schedule, Alabama, Florida, Georgia are, are three of their games, right? Which are three tough ones, and I even think that like the middle of the SEC is probably better than the the, the Big Ten this year. And he has you know he's probably going to go five hundred in, in a tougher conference in his first year, not his sixth, with less talent than what he has in Michigan. So I don't really know how you can blame COVID when you have coaches like that, right? Well, I. I do see your point. I, I really do, but I think I think there's, I think you're looking at the Big Ten wrong. Um, Arkansas hasn't beat anyone. Um, good, to be honest, they haven't. I think that's fair. I think what you're seeing in the Big Ten specifically is 
the teams that were supposed to be better aren't as good, and the teams that we thought were like the middle tier are actually the top tier of the Big Ten. Like, yes. So uh, instead of instead of like it'd be like seeing instead of Florida and Georgia being like neck and neck for that two spot in the SEC, it would be like having like Kentucky and, and Arkansas instead, like if they had good seasons, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's just like, yeah. who's good that year? But I will agree that the Big Ten is down. And like you said, every conference is down. But I think yeah. there's a little more, I think there's a little more like fire. Like I said this on the last episode, it, it seems like there's a lot of pride on the line for Arkansas. And I see, I think that could, that could push them through this type of season. But with Michigan, it, it being a sixth year, like there's not that same, like, I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, like, Sam Pittman and Arkansas have beaten teams that they're supposed to beat. And, you know, look, we're only three games in. Michigan could turn around and go five and three. I think that's really possible for that's them. That's terrible like, to say. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> is – I don't. I mean, I don't think they will. Well, just that the they fact that their turnaround that. is five and three and not, like, yeah. six and two or, like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're not going to beat Ohio State. I almost said six and two, but I, I didn't want to offend you. <laughs> that would just been funny. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like Arkansas is beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. Coming into this year, Michigan was supposed to beat Indiana, and Michigan was definitely supposed to beat Michigan State. Right. He hadn't done that, and you know uh, they play Penn State at some point this year, right? They they should. Um, do they? I don't know. They probably. I think they do. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's. They have to. Yeah, they're in the same side. Yeah, they definitely yeah. play them. So Penn State's zero three. If Michigan, like that's a game Michigan Michigan fans think that they should win, and so if they don't, I mean, like you see what I'm saying? Like he's not winning the games that he's supposed to win. Yeah. And speaking of Penn State, we're letting James Franklin off the hook on this podcast. Yeah. He he needs to thank Jim Harbaugh for being so terrible because if he wasn't, we'd be talking about James Franklin. <laughs> I I listen to a lot of like Big Ten podcasts and Ohio State podcasts, so. Um, I can deliver that knowledge to the to the Southern fan base you have, and let me tell you, they uh, they are calling for James Franklin's head in in Penn State country. Um, well, they should. He's terrible in game. Like if we're talking about terrible in game coaches, like he's he's really bad. Like he's if you go down the list, he's made some really really bad decisions. Not only this year, but almost his whole entire tenure at Penn State. So there's some coaching issues. There's some for two programs expected to be in the conversation of, of elite college football programs, like the second tier, I mean, they're really slipping. Uh, Michigan's recruiting is not very good. Penn State, um, the top ten players in Pennsylvania, none of them are going to Penn State. That's a recipe for a disaster. Like, Yes, it is. If you can't recruit your own state and you're supposed to be a Big Ten power, like, you're not – It's it's done. Like, I'm sorry. So, yeah, yep. there's some, there's some, the two big programs in the Big Ten are, are looking for answers, and I think the answer is fire your head coach. Yeah, even though I will say, look, James Franklin, he he's done a good job. May, this is more, this is more for Jim Harbaugh than James Franklin. I think we would agree. Like Jim Harbaugh is a good head coach, right? He's just not meeting the expectation that was laid out for him at Michigan. I don't know. So I think that if you're Michigan. You don't go. You don't fire him unless you know who you're bringing in next. I, I would you agree? I see that side, but at the same time, it's like uh, at this point, it's like, man, 
I think there's some guys. I think like you have some guys that you think would be good for the Michigan job. I have some guys that I think would be good for the Michigan job. And I think it doesn't I think the coaches that we think could take that job don't push that program a step back. If if not move them forward. I think I think the next coach that comes in has to recruit Ohio and I don't think Jim Harbaugh does yep. that. I think there's a bunch of things that Jim Har- I, I think there's a bunch of things Jim Harbaugh does that another coach uh, wouldn't necessarily do the same. And I think in the grand scheme of things, it would be better for Michigan. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Do we, let's let's get in, let's get into into these names. So, h- how many names do you have? I just want to hear yours because I have the the typical like. I, let's just hear yours, and then I'll, I'll say mine. Okay, I got to find my. Where did my thing go? Oh, this isn't good. That's okay. So the the first one. Is I, I think it's pretty obvious. You probably figured I'd say this name, um, Hugh Freeze from 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 Liberty. You know, I think he's a guy who's got some Power Five experience. He's turned Liberty around, which is a tough place to win games because it's 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 more of like an academic school. You have to be really smart just to get in. So even recruiting there is tough. So I think that Hugh Freeze is number one uh, on the list for me. That, that's who I would go get if I was if I was Michigan. He's definitely number one. Fun fact. What, what about, do you kind of think about him? Fun fact about Liberty: We played them my junior year of college, and we and I made an error and got pulled out of the game. Um, so every time I every time I hear Liberty, I think about me getting benched for for bad <laughs> really? infield play. Yeah, it was bad. I, it was a bad error. I'll give it to you, but I don't know if it's bench worthy. Um, but that's another story. <laughs> but no, I don't. That I, is another story. I never, I never <laughs> even really thought about Hugh Freeze um, until you, until you said really? it. Really? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know if he fits the Michigan culture. I just think that he's a guy that I think that Michigan fans are going to want somebody that they know, right? So, and Hugh Freeze is a guy who was, he was at Ole Miss. He beat Nick Saban, which not very many coaches can say that, and he's recruited well. The only he thing that to recruit well. Hey, he still out coach Nick Saban to beat him. I in terms of like X's and O's, like you know that he knows his stuff. Liberty's seven and O. Like when was the last time Liberty was ranked for the first time in their school's history this last weekend? And they beat Virginia Tech. Like he's on, he's on they the did. That's a they did. You know, and so I just think that he he would be a, a good option for them. Now that's interesting, and I actually. I actually would like to look up uh, a little more about that because that's a name I have not heard. Um, so that's good job, Jay Smith. You're bringing hey, you're bringing the insight, buddy. I'm trying. <laughs> my so my, here's here's go ahead go ahead. My number one my number one candidate for this job is someone that Michigan does know really well, uh, but maybe for the wrong reasons, and that's Luke Fickle. And yeah, he was he was going to be my my next guy. I think I don't think he'd take it. Um, I don't think he, really? I don't think he wants to, anything to do with Michigan. He got offered the Michigan State head coaching job this offseason, turned it down. I think he wow. I think he is a guy that is waiting for Ryan Day to move to the NFL. Um, I have a feeling he's the next Ohio State football coach. But if you could convince him to come to Michigan, I think not only does that invigorate the program, not only does he start to recruit Ohio, he also makes that rivalry like a really big deal. Even again. better. Like, yeah, a former player, a former coach coming to Michigan. Same thing that we saw with like Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes. Like, I could see that t- 
type of, of rivalry modernized, obviously. I don't think Ryan Day is going to punch people on the sidelines like Woody Hayes did. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, you know what I mean? Like that rivalry could be reinvigorated um, with a higher fickle and it'd be like, it would be awesome. And, and that's probably just a pipe dream because be. I really don't think he would accept the Michigan job, but that would be my number one option uh, if I had a job opening for Michigan. Yeah, that he was he was going to be my other big name. I have one more, and this guy. So this is like Michigan can't stand Harbaugh anymore. They're they're dying to get rid of him. <laughs> so right now, L- Luke, yeah, <laughs> L- Luke Fickle says no. Hugh Freeze gets hired by somebody else, and they just need like a solid option just to kind of like carry them along for the next three or four years. Until they until they want to fire him and hire somebody with a with, with a bigger name, okay. This is Brian Harson, head coach at Boise State. So currently, so he's his team's probably only going to lose one game this year, and that's to BYU, either the best or second best team in the in, in the group of six conferences, right? He's seventy one and twenty one as a head coach at Boise State. So guy knows his X's and O's. Boise State's been ranked, so I just think that he's a guy that like. Let's say that they they fire Harbaugh, they they don't get fickle or freeze. They can go and and hire Harson. That's interesting as well, man. Come on, dude. What are you like trying to get? You trying to like take Adam Schefter's job or something? Hey, man, I'm 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 more gunning for Colin Coward's job, but you did some digging. <laughs> you did some absolute digging. Yeah, for man. These. That's impressive. Yeah, man. So, thank you. Yeah, he's he's a guy that. Well, part of the reason why I know his name is he's one of the guys. His name came up when Arkansas when Arkansas was was looking for a coach, and so that's part of the reason why I knew about him. And he's a guy. He's going to move on from Boise State at some point here soon. I just think the question is where. And look, like he's up in the north. Look, if you're in Idaho, you're not recruiting in Idaho. You're you're going out of state, and I believe uh, Idaho is close to Wisconsin. Isn't I'm Idaho? Not great with, with, with Idaho's on the west. Uh, in the west, dude. I take back oh, my right. Adam Hold Schefter up. comment. I'm pulling up a map. <laughs> it's you don't need. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're right. Yeah. So. So he's probably recruiting Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Northern California. Not Wisconsin. That's probably where he's at. Yeah, de- definitely not Wisconsin. <laughs> Maybe some Utah as well. Golly, man. We're, we're gonna edit this part out. <laughs> I don't know how to. Uh, oh, for those who don't know. Jonathan's making me edit this one, so it's up to my. I'm definitely leaving School's this in. School's tough, man. I'm definitely leaving Dude, I'm, this in. I'm taking 18 hours right now, man. I'm running on like three and a half hours of sleep. It's it's rough. It's rough over here. It's okay, Idaho. We get it now. We got it. We have we have told the listeners where Idaho is. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's over by Oregon. <laughs> no, nowhere close to Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, I, I do like uh, I do like Brian Harson though. I, I do think he's he's a good option. No, I I I think that I think I kind of under undervalued those type of coaches. I think I think I was looking for the splash when I was thinking about guys that could be hired. And you know maybe well, I think maybe go, that go ahead, maybe sorry. that maybe that guy that like is leading a, a group of six program to success kind of comes in and adds some stability. You know, kind of has some uh, a way to, to to weather the storm. You know, so I think that's a really good yeah. that's a really good choice too. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right, though, in the fact that Michigan's looking for a splash. I think that that's what they want. So, I think, like I said, Brian Harson's probably a guy who's going to be further down on their list. Like, he's going to be the guy that they go get if they don't land Fickle or Freeze or Brady or, or anybody Campbell, like that. Guys like that, yeah. Matt Campbell. I don't know if he likes Iowa State. It's weird. He likes it a lot. He, he, the Jets offered him the head coaching job last year and he turned it down. Well, but then again, like, it is the Jets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so. Speaking of the Jets, do we want to talk about Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good uh, that's a good transition. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. We never thought so, that was going to happen. We never we even came close to thinking it was a possibility they would lose. And what they do, they lost. Oh, man. Okay, so I have I have some concerns now about Clemson after watching that game. And so they gave they gave up what thirty four to Notre Dame, who doesn't exactly have an NFL caliber quarterback, Gosh. which is concerning for me because when they play Ohio State and Justin Fields, who's going to be, you know, possibly the number one overall pick. Oh, and when, that's a change of tone. I, that's for you, man. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> now look, he's got what 13, 13 passing touchdowns and. Uh, 11 incompletions like I mean that's you can't ignore that all right we're finally getting some respect on his name but no no I I agree there it, here's the thing and I think you're going to talk about their defense right that's where you're heading oh yeah that there and then I've got one other thing that that's more concerning to me than just than just their defense okay it has to do with their offense continue so back on the the defense um so I just I'm a little concerned now. They did have three guys out with COVID, which is definitely like viable. But at the same time, you still have eight of your of your defensive starters, you know, and like you're Clemson, like you you're pulling in these four, four star guys, like you should be fine, like you would think. And so I'm I'm a little concerned about their defense in that regard. But look, it's college football; it's all about offense anyway. And so here's my my real concern. So I think you would agree that Travis Etienne is the best running back in the country, right? Yes. Do you know how many yards he he rushed for on Saturday? What was it like, sixty-seven or something like that? Twenty-eight. Eighteen rushes for twenty-eight yards. No that is way. a problem. That's how they couldn't they couldn't run the football, and you know, like people are looking at you know DJ Ugalele. Who threw for you know four hundred yards or whatever? And like, oh, like this guy's going to be great, and like he is. But the reason why they threw the ball so much is because they couldn't run the football, and that that's a problem. Like you, you got to be able to run the football, especially you know when you're playing these defenses like Alabama and Ohio State. Like you have to be able to run the football. Then again, you know I was Arkansas was playing at the same time, so I was kind of flipping back and forth between the two games, and so it was really hard for me to pick up on on Notre Dame's scheme. But part of me wonders if maybe they're their approach was we're going to put seven guys, seven or eight guys in the box and make this true freshman quarterback beat us. So that 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 could be part of it. And but like when I saw that number, I was just like, wow, like that is alarming. Yeah, I I did not think that he had that bad of a game. Um, so that's that's on me. But but no, like I, I just I I just that just makes me realize like we're in a different age of college football. Like that game was like. Clemson's has this this great defensive coordinator and all these athletes on defense and still gives up 47 to Notre Dame. And yep. 
to be honest with you, I trust Clemson still way more than I trust Notre Dame. Oh, same. Like I, with that being said, if Clemson has Trevor Lawrence, I think that Clemson wins that game. And it's crazy how much that mean, like having your quarterback means not only for your offense, obviously, but I feel like it does something for your defense as well. I th- yeah, you just have more confidence. Like you feel like you can take more risks because you know, like okay, like if, if I get burned here, we've got maybe the best quarterback in the country on our side and the best running back in the country. So like even if I get burned and I make a mistake and I give up a touchdown, I know that like my offense is probably going to score. Yeah, and not only that, I think Trevor Lawrence controls the offense a little better, keeps him out there, he you does. know, kind of just keeps everything under control. And I think when he comes back, I think we're obviously going to see a different Clemson team. Um, I think I think Notre Dame got up for a game um, at home, uh, having number four in the country playing number one. You know, I think I think they just got up for a game, and I think they just they. They jumped up and bit Clemson uh, when they weren't 100%. I think that's what you chalk it up to. Yeah, that and, look, they're, they're going to play again for, for the ACC championship at a, at a neutral site. Trevor Lawrence is going to be back. And Clemson is going to be out for blood. That's the other thing. Like, Clemson's, they're going to be ready for that one. I refuse and, to give Notre Dame credit is what I'm is what I'm oh. basically saying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to give them at least a little bit of credit because, like, they did win, and DJ is a really good quarterback, right? Like, he'd start at On just about anywhere team, else in the country. Every team but three. Yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, man. Well, who who are the three? Clemson, obviously. Ohio State. And Bama. Bama. What about what about uh what about good old Maryland? Oh God, yes, he would start in Maryland. <laughs> 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 I, I don't like when you do stuff like that because I know you're kidding but you know how much it just makes my blood boil I know it does man oh Gosh. man but yeah that's Clemson Notre Dame I know people overreacted to it I don't think we're overreacting to it I think we know it was a good win for Notre Dame Do we? does it change much in the college football landscape not really nope like it, it was one regular season game, and Notre Dame, like, if they if they had shown, like, in years past they could win these games consistently, it might be a bigger deal. I might be looking at Notre Dame as yeah. a team that could possibly make a run for a national championship. But this is their first well, win if, against, like, a good team yeah. in years, dude. Like, Yeah. It's that, in, or even if they had, like, won convincingly, right? Like, if they had gone out and beat them by, like, 14, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, they, they played well, but... They went to overtime against their backup quarterback. Yeah. That, like that speaks volumes. Yeah. We're not putting too much stock in that, I don't think. So, yeah, that was Clemson-Notre Dame. Ian Book is just, like, so classically Notre Dame. It's not even funny. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. So, can we can we come down south now to, to, to Georgia, Florida? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay. This is your so neck of the wanna... woods. Okay, so I just want to start off by saying this. This may be the deepest quarterback class we have seen in a long time. We say this there every year. There are so many. <laughs> I mean, no, there's like, okay, there's five guys who are going to get drafted within the first two rounds of the draft this year. At least five. There, there, there may be more. Who you got? Fields, Lawrence. Fields, Lawrence, Jones, Trey Lance. Lance, Trask. Jones, and then Trask. 
And then and Zach Wilson out of BYU is really good too. Yeah. That's six guys that are all really good quarterbacks. So that's bizarre. Like, when was the last time we had six quarterbacks go in the first two rounds? Yeah, I I, that's good. I, that's good for football, though. It is. But, yeah, it, it is. So I just want to throw that out there first. Can I, can I say up? something real quick? We were all over this game, Jonathan. We Oh, we were. We knew this was going to happen. No one else knew, but That's we right. did. We did. Let's focus and, on this so they forget so they forget what we said about Clemson. And <laughs> and and I got I got Florida uh I I, I don't know if I can say this, but hi, hypothetically would have taken the Florida money line when they were down 14 to nothing and I hypothetically made a lot of money if I were to do that. So you can you can hi- hypothetically brag about that. Yeah, so I I waited until they were down fourteen to nothing hypothetically and took their money line, and and hypothetically won money. There you go. That's that's a good hypothetical situation for you. Yeah, I agree. So, so okay, but we were right. We were all over this. They were bad. Georgia was bad, man. They don't have a quarterback at all. What'd you text you know, me? What'd you text me when he hurt his arm? When Bennett hurt his arm? What did we both say? We said this is the best thing that's happened to Georgia. And yeah, then and then it wasn't. <laughs> they didn't play they didn't play JT Daniels. <laughs> I'm like, where is he at? He must be he must have had he must just be terrible. Like there there's gotta be something going on if they're not playing him. Yeah, and and surprisingly I was shocked at how well Florida I knew they were going to move the ball because I knew the defense was going to be tired. But I'm I, I really like the way they they scheme up their offense. I like the way that they have those vertical. Dan Mullen. Yeah, they have those vertical threats. I mean, Pitts went out early, but he scored a touchdown. And, and then they have these guys on the edges Surprise. like Grimes and and um, Tony and and guys like that that can just make plays in space. So they have a nice little Tony. Yeah, they have Tony a, is so shifty, man. That's what I'm saying. They have a nice little balance between a vertical passing game and then like a short in space passing game um, that just kind of like substitutes for their run game. I don't know how good their run game really is. You know, like it, it's all right, I guess. Yeah. But they use that well, short they, passing. They throw game. the ball so well. Yeah, they use yeah. that the, those bubble screens and those like swing passes to to kind of be their running game. And I think I think yep. it's like I think it's gonna work. Like I think they're gonna be. Uh, right in the thick of things at the end. I think they have a chance to, to win out, maybe, you know? Yeah, uh, they'll definitely win out in their, their regular season. We'll, we'll get to the SEC championship game at the end. So, I was really impressed with Florida. I, I have a slight concern, though. Their offense, I, I figure out how to say this without sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, when Kyle Pitts was hurt and he went out of the game, their their offense dipped a little bit more than what I thought it would. So I think he's so important for them, especially in the red zone. And, you know, he's – look, like they're, they're playing Arkansas this week. I was talking to my buddy Jason. I was like, Arkansas has a shot if Kyle Pitts doesn't play just because of how dominant he is in the red zone. And there just aren't very many people who can match up with him. Now, obviously, like I still think Florida's going to win. I don't want people thinking Arkansas is going to beat Florida. Even though if it did happen, I would be unbearable next week. Just yeah, saying. I'd take that week off. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it'd just be me on here for an hour calling the hogs. That's that's what it would be. <laughs> but so I just that's my only concern with Florida. Even though I, the defense has gotten better since since the uh, the A and M week, and but that's my only concern is that I think they're a little too dependent on on Kyle Pitts and at certain times. 
Yeah, it, but I just I from what I saw, any time one of your any time a great player goes out, and make no mistake about it, Kyle Pitts is top ten football player in college football without a doubt. Maybe oh, even yeah. higher. Like oh yeah, he might be he's, the he might be the next he might be the best non quarterback in the country. He's gonna win the the Mackey this year, the, the best tight end in the country. I think it's I don't think it's really close to I don't even know I don't know the name of any other tight end in the country that doesn't play for Arkansas or, or Kyle Pitts. He he's ridiculous. And I think when any time a guy goes out like that so suddenly in the middle of a game, you'll have some issues, but I think scoring 44 points on Georgia. Yeah. You predicted a uh, a 40 point performance from Florida. I said 45, man. I was so close. I was one point off. Now that's that's where you got you were a little better than me cuz I didn't think they'd score that much, but but they they came out and they adjusted and, and like I said, Grimes and Tony are guys that I could see just like having field days in space. Um, yep. it, but it will be harder if, if he can't play, you know. So they've got a cupcake this weekend. Um, I, I I imagine they <laughs> I imagine they take care of business pretty handily. They they do. I don't know if they have a cupcake. <laughs> Arkansas is probably the fifth best team in the SEC this year. So yeah, I expect Florida to go to where are they playing at home? Are they playing at Arkansas? So it's supposed to be in Gainesville, but there's supposed to be a big hurricane coming in. So there's some speculation that they might move it, but I feel like if they were going to move it, then they would have moved it by now. But at the same time, like if it's wet, it's it's harder to throw the football. That weather, if it is rain, I hope it's not. Like I hate when weather decides football games or when it has an impact on football games. So honestly, like. I don't think it matters because it's not like we can have fans anyway if they just played it in, in Fayetteville. But at the same time, if they play it in Fayetteville, I, I might be able to go. So I'm, I'm a little biased. Yeah, and we're sleeping on I – I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole because I don't really care about them. But I think we're kind of sleeping on another SEC team, Texas A&M. I think they're – them in Florida right Dude, now. Dude, they're are, good. Yeah, so I don't – whatever. Kellen Mond's Kellen Mond, whatever. But just like – those two teams are interesting, especially after the Jimbo's week's doing a really up. good job. Uh, so okay, yeah, so Florida, I, I, Florida by I, a million. I have a question. Okay, I have a question for you. So, I think Florida is going to give Alabama all that all that Alabama can handle, just because of how dynamic that Florida offense is. And you know, let's say they they force a couple turnovers, you know, and Calatras doesn't turn the ball over. I I wouldn't be I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if Florida beat Alabama in the SEC championship. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a definite – I mean, we'll have to see how they play the next coming weeks. We'll have to see if Pitts is back. But I think I think that's tr- that's definitely a trendy pick, especially from us, because I think we've hopped on the Florida bandwagon. I've been on it all year, man. When they got beat by A&M, I was so upset. <laughs> Just because – like you, you knew it was coming. Dan Mullen, look, Dan Mullen got Mississippi State ranked number one in the country. Okay, like, like the dude can coach, the the the, the guy can recruit, and so he's 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 great. And like you, I kind of saw it coming just because of you know Dan Mullen. He's he's a fantastic coach, and you know their defense is getting better. I, I I'm telling you, man, if they beat Alabama, I would not be surprised. With that being said, when they play Alabama, I'm gonna pick Alabama. Yeah. So. That was all for this past weekend. Do you want to get into um, this upcoming slate of games? There's nothing real. Have, There's nothing real. I have crazy. One more thing. Okay. Last thing, seriously. So, let's say Florida plays Alabama really close. Okay. 
And, you know, Alabama wins on, like, like a last-second field goal, okay? And Clemson crushes Notre Dame. Any chance that Florida sneaks in as the four seed? Ooh. That's that's kind of where I was going. Because, like, if they play Alabama close and they're clearly a top-four team in the country, even with two losses, do you feel, still think that, that, that they could get in? Because A&M beat them on a last-second field goal. Yeah, I think A and M. If if A and M wins out, they would get the nod in that scenario. Or uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Interesting. That sucks, man. I really want to see Florida though. They can't. I I really like Florida. I think they right now control their own destiny. I think I just don't think that they beat Alabama. I think you put in a one loss SEC champion Alabama over uh, a one loss Notre Dame. I mean, I don't think that's a question. Okay, last last like what if? Let's say Florida beats Alabama. Does Alabama sneak in as the four? Highly likely, probable. Okay, okay, that's what I was thinking. I don't All right, think we can go to this this next weekend now. I, one, I guess I'll say one more thing too, since we're both doing it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, I think I think they're unless Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama lose two games. I think regardless. Um, if any of those, like Clemson's in with one loss, Ohio State's in with one loss, Alabama's in with one loss. I think, and I think that yeah, four seed. Is, I, I agree. I think that four as long seed, as long as they win their 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 conference championship or their one loss comes in their conference championship game. Right. That's yes. That's, uh, but yeah. So that that's my last thing. I just think that the the fight for the four seed is becoming uh, more interesting than we thought it would be. Um, but yeah, I think those three teams are automatically in. I think at this point we're looking at. Um, Barring anything crazy, we're looking at just who's going to sneak into that four seed. Yeah. You know, my favorite part about this so far is we haven't even mentioned the Big 12. We haven't even mentioned the Pac-12. I think it's great. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next week. <laughs> um, we got – Yes, well, there's really – there's no big games. Real quick, come on. I'm, this is, we're not going to spend any time on this, but come on, Arizona State. We believed in you. Man, I had, I had that really good moment. I just can't believe they blew that. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, that we're out on Arizona State now. Um, we were all in, and then we watched them literally. They played so well. Pee down their leg. Those last three minutes. That was so bad. It was just fourth downs and really crazy stuff. But anyway, I'm seriously. Let's move on to next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, Texas though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and start this. I'm putting two teams on upset alert. Can can we get okay. a can we get a buzzer or a horn or something in here? Um, at this part because hey, that's a, that's that's up to you, man. You're the one true. who's editing it. That's a good point. Um, hey, so probably not. I, I can send you the sound. So so probably <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, I'm putting Ohio State on upset alert. Can you believe that? Man, okay. So if anybody else had said this to me, I'd have been like, Nah, you're you're crazy. Because you know. I look at Vegas and the line and everything. So Ohio State's a twenty-five and a half point favorite. Last time I checked. Yeah. And so just just tell me t- tell me why. Like why do you like Maryland? I mean they've beaten. Okay, so they they lost week one. They got crushed by. And we were like, yeah. And then they beat Penn State this last week. Who who they beat week two? Uh, who cares? They crushed them. Yeah. It's a Big Ten. They crushed them. Yeah. Um, so just just kind of t- tell me why like what what about Maryland kind of scares you? So it's not really it's not really what Maryland does because 
it, Maryland's just going to Maryland, you know, like they're going to, they're going to try and throw the ball around. They're going to tr- like, you know, they're just going to Maryland. And I yeah. think Ohio state, I think while they can score at will, I think there's a chance that this could be one of those. You remember in 2018 when Ohio state beat Maryland 52 to 51. And the only reason they, yes. they won was because their the Maryland quarterback missed a guy wide open in the end zone for a two point conversion to win it. Do you remember that game? Gotcha. I do. I think it's gonna. I think it has the possibility of being very similar to that, and I think that Maryland. I think Ohio State's secondary is dealing with some issues. Um, one of their corners tore his Achilles against Penn State, um, and now oh, they're man. they're playing they're playing some guys with without experience. Sean Wade, a guy that was supposed to be a first round pick, is not playing like a first round pick. Um, although I think he will figure it out. I just think there's a chance that that. Tungavailoa and that offense, and they have people forget they got some five-star recruits this last class. They have like three yeah. five-star freshmen playing on offense that are dynamic. So I think there's a chance this could be an absolute shootout, and I think whoever has the ball last could win, and that's bad for Ohio State. Um, I think yeah, I think they can score. I think the the scoring will be fine for them, but it's just holding Maryland. Uh, just to get some key stops. They're not forcing turnovers. They're not doing much. I just think there's a chance Maryland can sneak up and bite them. And that's tough for me to say. Okay. Yeah, I I know it is. That's why I I was very quiet just to hear you talk about that. I would, I would, I would, (laughs) I would definitely, definitely, if I was hypothetically betting, I would take Maryland uh, to cover easily. Oh yeah. So dude, you can, you can say that you bet. That's fine. I don't care. Well, my employment Maybe not. Doesn't like that too oh, much. Oh, okay. If gotcha. I did that bet, makes sense. If I did bet, if you did, but you don't. But so I don't. Cool. Um. So yeah. So I think there's. I think Ohio State. I think Ohio State's definitely on upset alert. I also kind of think Notre Dame's on upset alert, and that's just me being a hater. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I just want them to lose so we can stop talking about them. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, man. They're playing Boston College. Yeah. And, uh, right? Yeah, Jeff Halfley. And Boston College gave they they gave Clemson a tough first half. They did, they did, and uh, I I have no like real rhyme or reason on why I think they're on upset alert. I just I since I'm putting Ohio State on upset alert and something freaky in my mind could happen in that game, I'm just leveraging in here and just saying Notre Dame's could get beat too. I mean, you don't go. It's tough okay. to win over in Boston College at three thirty on a Saturday. I mean that's one. It is. That's one of the best environments in college football. We don't talk about it enough. <laughs> okay, so I feel like I need to jump in on this bandwagon of putting somebody on upset alert. So, so give me one sec here. Can we put a? Uh, can we put Wisconsin on upset alert? <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like that, dude. They're they're on the road. Why are we right? trusting Michigan? Harbaugh. No, I, I got this, man. Let me cover this. Okay, Harbaugh is coaching for his life. They're at home. Wisconsin's only a four and a half point favorite, so clearly Vegas still kind of likes Michigan at least a little bit, right? It's a true freshman quarterback in his first true road game, playing at the big house. Maybe I'm just saying maybe this is one of those things where like. If Michigan wins, I'm going to be like, I called it. And if they lose, I'm going to be like, I called it. <laughs> well, you saw that coming, yeah. I No, I, pe- Wisconsin hasn't played in three weeks. 
two they weeks. Haven't. You I know, think that's a possibility. North Carolina had North Carolina had a similar layover at the start of the year when we thought they were going to be really good. And then I don't remember who they played. It was some non-ACC team. And it was close. And I think part of that was just because they hadn't played. And I think the offense will be fine. It's just the de- the defense in terms of like tackling and stuff like that. Because I'm assuming that they haven't been full pads lighting each other up over these last three weeks. That'd be funny if they were just absolutely crushing each other back at practice. Just <laughs> just hamburger drill for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so speaking of football drills and hitting people and stuff, I heard a great story today about, or not today, the other day, about Barry Sanders and what used to happen when he played for the Lions. So the rookies would show up to camp and they'd line up for the Oklahoma drill, and the veterans would count to see where like Barry Barry was and like in line, and then they'd make a rookie go right there, <laughs> so they wouldn't have to try to tackle him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> okay, I think I think we should do this. I know I didn't tell you about this, but to to wrap up the show, let's make some game picks. Okay. Um. Let's start. Which which, which games do you want to pick? Let's start with just like some. Let's start with Ohio State Maryland. I I think Ohio State. Okay. I think Ohio State's gonna win. Uh, although I did put them on me upset too. alert. I think they win. You want to give me a score? Yeah, I think they win forty nine to forty one. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ohio State. Let's go fifty two to forty eight. Yeah, I, I I really do think it's it's gonna be a score like that. I just yeah. I I think Ohio State has some problems on defense. I think every team in the country has problems on defense. Um. So, yep. yeah, I think that's going to be totally a close game. So I'm, we agree on that. Well, let's move to yep. um, Notre Dame-Boston College. Okay. Okay. I'll let you go first. I, I want to hear your score for this. I think Notre Dame wins 24-17. to 17. I think it's going to be ugly. Okay. I think it's going to be uninspired football on both sides. I think Boston College has a chance late to maybe make something happen to win the game. Uh, but, again, I'm not going full-out upset. They're just on upset alert. Okay. Give me uh, Notre Dame 31-21. I like Notre Dame. Okay, so we we both agree that those games will be closer than what the experts are picking. Formidable. Yeah. Formidable, without a doubt. So let's, let's go uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Michigan. Will, will that work for you next? Yeah, do you want to go first there? Yeah, give me um, – I'm going to take Wisconsin. Wisconsin 38-35, they win on a last-second field goal. I also have Wisconsin scoring 38, but I think Michigan is dead. I think they're done. Uh, I think it's going to be another 38-21 victory uh, for Wisconsin. I think Michigan Michigan will okay. lose by the same score. Okay. That's fair. Do your team. Let's go. go uh, do, do your team. I was yeah. about to say, we, we can't pick Ohio State and not put ours. All right. So, Arkansas-Florida, give me Arkansas 77-36. to <laughs> Felipe Franks breaks every kidding. record, single-game record. Dude, this is this is the the Felipe Franks re- revenge game. Like I don't I don't think Arkansas is going to win. I, I think Florida's going to win. Let's go 44, 44 to thirty four. Okay. And I think I think Felipe Franks plays really well just because like he's on the road. This is his, his this is his old school. I think he's going to play really inspired. You know, there's a guy that people need to talk more about in Traylon Burks. He's one of he's one of the best receivers in the SEC. Uh, he's only a sophomore. The kid is. He's 6'4", 230, and runs a 4'4". Like, the kid is just a freak. When he's bored, he hunts He hunts wild boar with a knife when he gets bored, apparently. So the kid's just an absolute animal. So 
If if you watch the Arkansas Florida game, watch out for Traylon Burks. What'd you say? Forty four thirty one. Forty four thirty four. Yes. What was it? Forty four thirty four. Okay. Um, forty four thirty four. I'm gonna go Florida forty one, Arkansas twenty four. Do we cover that? Hold up, I'm I'm, I'm trying to do math. We do cover that, so yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I think Arkansas six and zero. Arkansas six and zero against the spread this year. That's honestly all I care about. So let's let's just go to seven and zero against the spread. We'll, we'll call it a win. That's all right. Um, any other? I mean, there's <laughs> there's really not there's not much. Uh, Cincinnati's going to probably beat East East Carolina by a million. I was going to put them on upset alert. Do we think? <laughs> do, do we think Virginia Tech has a chance of beating Miami? I do. They're actually the favorite. They're they're a two and a half point favorite to beat Miami. Yeah, I I just I don't know about that. I think Florida. I think Miami's pretty good offensively, and uh, compared to what they play, you know, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Miami. I think Miami wins by a touchdown. I think I take. I think I take Miami there. I'm with you on that. I I like I like Miami to win. Um, Do we want to talk? So. Do you think Indiana? Do you think Michigan State has a shot against Indiana? No, I think Indiana absolutely blows their doors off. <laughs> Michigan State's going to win one game. It's going to be against Michigan. <laughs> no, I really think that's how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hilarious, man. It's great. Uh, no, uh, there's really to, I think else. that's really it. Yeah, it's man, it's 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 a. Oh, uh, do we want to talk Oregon and Washington State? No. Uh, everything I said about the Pac-12 last week. Just forget I said it. <laughs> We're just not gonna talk about the Pac-12. No, th- ever. I think I think that's I think I'm I'm putting my foot down. I'm not. This this is an anti-Pac-12 podcast now. After what Arizona State okay. t- did to me last weekend, I am out on the Pac-12. I I don't want to talk about so, the Pac-12. So can, can we put some kind of bet in place to where loser <laughs> has to like? Keep track of the Pac-12. <laughs> you said great. we were going to do this with the ACC, uh, but the ACC is actually kind of interesting. Um, They're more formidable, yeah. Um, I, what, what was even the bet on that? I don't know. I don't know. I, the, I forget. But the only the only bet that we had that I remember is we bet whoever won the NL Central, the other would have no, to no, no, win no. It was, that team's. It was if if it was it was before the schedule change, and it was if Bowling Green beat Ohio State or something like that. That's right. It was something just off the wall crazy. Yeah. So uh, okay. I'll actually do that. I'll do that if if Ohio State loses to Maryland, I will give a Pac-12 update every week from here on out. Okay. Let me let me look at let me look at uh, the Hog schedule, and I'll because obviously like we're not going to beat Florida. How about this? If, if Arkansas beats Florida, can, can I do a Pac-12 update? Yes. Bet. I'll I'll happily do a Pac-12 update. See here here's last thing for real. So if if Arkansas beats Florida, they probably won't lose again. Which means that they'll probably be ranked in the top fifteen at the end of the year when they play Alabama. Which is a very possible like college game day comes to Fayetteville kind of thing. Which I think would be awesome for Fayetteville. I can only imagine my friends in in Fayetteville during that time. They'd go crazy. I hope that's the case. So, I hope, I hope you I guys, too. I hope you guys can can just get your heart ripped out again. <laughs> okay, you know it's gonna. What I think would be great is if like let's put this on a fast track and let's say Arkansas is the best team in the SEC in like three years, and we play Ohio State in the national championship game. I think that'd be fantastic. 
Um, I just played. I was this playing. Podcast. I was playing my Xbox. I was playing NCAA 14. I opened up. Uh, yeah. I opened up with Arkansas. I'm Ohio State. Uh, we opened up with Arkansas oh. at Dallas Stadium uh, at Cowboy Stadium. Oh. Yeah, neutral That's side awesome. game. They were 17th. We were two. I mean, obviously Ohio oh, State yeah. crushed them, but you know. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. I think this podcast would be mayhem. No, it, it it would it would be unreal. It would be it would be everything that I hate combined with everything that I love, and I don't know how I'd handle it. I think it'd be great. I think we just take turns bringing on friends of ours. Like like <laughs> one week, I'd probably bring on T Lang, and I'd have T Lang yell at you. And then next week you could bring on one of your Ohio State buddies, and they could just yell at me. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, let's pray. Let's pray that that happens in probably seventeen years. <laughs> hey man, I'll, I'll have like a full time radio show by then, man. You, you just have, I just have to fly you out to Los Angeles. That's true. That's, that's all that that would be. This is the herd. That's With that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is that all we got? I think so. I had I had another analogy for you today that I was going to use, but I was like, you know, I'm 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 turning into Colin just a little bit too much, so <laughs> I decided to to not use it. Yeah, as always, though, so. make sure you subscribe and 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 unsubscribe and then subscribe again. Uh, make sure you leave a review for us. Um, hope hope the college football talk is 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 a mixture between being, you know, in depth, uh, in certain points and then just being kind of like a, like a, a guy's conversation about college football. So I hope we're doing well. Let us know how we're doing. Follow us on Twitter at OT takes. Um, yeah. So follow us there. We have an Instagram page that we have no idea how to utilize. Um, yep. <laughs> so yeah, just follow us on Twitter. Give us a follow on Instagram and, and I appreciate you guys listening. Jonathan, anything, anything before we go? Uh, that was beautiful. I think that's the first time that you ever like tried to take us out. That was awesome. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, th- thank you guys again for listening. This has been Overtime Takes. Love you guys.